0: I am Bishop Robert Groose, Bishop of the Diocese of Rapid City. In late May of 2015, the Diocese of Rapid City began an envisioning process meant to assist in clearly defining a course for ministry for the diocese for the next three to five years. The outcome of this process would help to strengthen and focus the resources of the diocese so that more effective ministry could be carried out in building up the church in western South Dakota. From this planning process came the diocesan priority plan outlining a carefully defined mission statement to serve as the foundation. It also produced a set of core values that guides how we conduct ourselves as the diocese, a five-year vision statement to direct our plans, three major priorities for the diocese with supporting goals, and goals for the foundational ministries of the Church in Western South Dakota. In July of 2016, I completed a pastoral letter entitled, Through Him, With Him, and In Him, A Spiritual Guide to the Diocesan Priority Plan. This document clearly defines the priority plan. I have invited and encouraged everyone in the diocese to read and fully engage this pastoral plan so that, as our sacred mission states, each of us can do our part. In attracting and forming intentional disciples who joyfully, boldly, and lovingly proclaim and live the mission of Jesus Christ leading to eternal life. What you are about to hear is a reading from Through Him, With Him, and In Him, a spiritual guide to the diocesan priority plan, followed by a group discussion with a panel of laymen and women in me. We continue with our reading of the Core Values the core value of stewardship. The second core value is stewardship. Defined in the priority plan as living a life of generous hospitality, lively faith, and dedicated discipleship, it is central to the Christian's call to discipleship. For the past two and a half years, the Diocese of Rapid City has been implementing a stewardship process. The definition here reflects the mission statement for the Office of Stewardship. Disciples of Jesus Christ are stewards of the church because stewardship is the personal responsibility of each one of the baptized. For the disciples, stewardship is not optional, but mandated by the gospel. As with all things pertaining to the gospel, stewardship is fundamentally the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. When we accept our lives as sheer gifts, the Holy Spirit can use us as apt instruments for spreading the gospel. And wherever the Spirit works, there is joy joy. Good stewards are always joyful bearers of the good news of salvation. Paul says in his first letter to the Corinthians, when we seek to live life in the Spirit, a life of stewardship comes naturally. St. Paul in his letter to the Corinthians wrote, to each individual the manifestation of the Spirit is given for some benefit. Mature disciples make conscious and firm decisions, carried out in actions, to be followers of Jesus Christ regardless of the cost to themselves. In the pastoral letter on stewardship, a disciple's response published by the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, we read, Each of us, clergy, religious, layperson, married, single, adult, child, has a personal vocation. God intends each of us to play a unique role in carrying out His divine plan. The challenge, then, is to understand our role, our vocation, and to respond generously to this call from God. Christian vocation entails the practice of stewardship." Another way to interpret this is to say that in a Catholic parish the idea of volunteerism should not exist. Volunteerism connotes that we can choose to share our time and talents and treasure, or we can choose not to share. We can choose to be engaged in the Christian life or we can choose not to be engaged. For Christians, though, the only choice we have is whether we want to live out our baptismal call, our life in Christ. And the laity are active collaborators in the priesthood of Jesus Christ sharing in His saving work. To live a life of discipleship is not an easy way. Jesus has been clear about this. If you wish to come after me, you must deny yourself and take up your cross daily and follow me. For if you wish to save your life, you will lose it. But if you lose your life for my sake, you will save it. All of us, no matter who we are, will find the Christian life to be challenging. For the disciple, we must do away with the craving for worldliness and seek to follow without counting the cost. When we enter deeply into a life of prayer, Jesus will form us and teach us the ways of stewardship. This way of life comes from an active personal relationship with Jesus and with one another. So at the heart of it all, it is spiritual. It is not a program or an event. It is a spirituality that must be lived as such. It means seriously committing one's life to the Lord each day. It doesn't matter if I'm a layperson, a bishop, or a priest. The Lord invites me to commit my life each day to Him in an intentional way. If we are not praying deeply every day, if we are not consciously committing to follow Jesus every day, it will be difficult to live a life of stewardship because this life flows from a deep relationship with the Lord. Our relationship with Jesus will always lead us to generosity. The deeper this relationship, the greater the generosity. Stewardship is plan-giving and does not leave giving to chance. It challenges us to plan and prioritize our lives. It asks us to appraise, in a deliberate way, what we are doing with our time, talent, and treasure, how we are living generous hospitality, lively faith, and intentional discipleship. If we are Jesus' disciples, and not just volunteers, then we are grateful for the gifts we have received and are eager to use them to show our love for God and for one another. The following are behaviors which exemplify this core value of stewardship. We will evangelize through ongoing invitation. We will strengthen our faith through formation and study. We will identify and nurture the gifts that God has given to us. In gratitude, we will joyfully and generously share our gifts out of love for God and neighbor. We will daily examine how we have received and shared our gifts, talents, and treasure. We will be responsible stewards of God's creation. In looking at this core value of stewardship, all people and families of the diocese are encouraged to reflect upon the way in which they are currently living this core value, assessing its centrality to their, in their lives. Individuals are called to reflect upon the behaviors which exemplify this core value and consider how they might more fully embrace this life of stewardship. God will never be outdone in generosity. Well, I want to w- welcome our panel here today um, as we talk about the, the core value of uh, a stewardship. And so I would like, to, like the panel to introduce themselves. Uh,
1: Father Mark McCormick, I uh, work at the Newman Center uh, with the college kids there at the School of Minds and Technology, uh, vocations, uh, and then chaplain at the St. Thomas More Middle School and High School.
2: And I am Father Andrzej Verostek. I'm a pastor at Our Lady of the Black Hills in Piedmont, as well as a chaplain for St. Elizabeth and Seaton uh, Grade School.
3: And I'm Shauna Hansen. I'm the Director of Stewardship for the Diocese of Rapid City and a parishioner at Cathedral Parish.
0: Great. Well, welcome to all of you. I'm obviously where this, this the second core value we want to begin to kind of have a conversation about is stewardship. And certainly, you're on this panel today because of because how much and how well you engage this this virtue or this you know this um, this core value in your own life but also in the the ministry that you do so why don't you just kind of share a little bit about why is stewardship an important part of living your life as a disciple of Jesus?
1: I think for for me it's it's because I've been uh, given so much uh, by the Lord so many graces and blessings uh, and I think stewardship at the heart of it is really this personal intimate relationship uh, with the Lord and God cannot be outdone in generosity and the more I open my heart to him uh, and, 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 uh, and speak about the Lord uh, to others, it just seems that my life is, is blessed uh, in so many ways. And so that's just uh, one aspect as I continue to grow uh, in the heart of stewardship is to grow first and foremost in my own relationship uh, with Jesus.
2: For me, I would say probably one of the greatest uh, questions that came a long time ago, probably about 20 years ago, uh, moving into the United States from Poland, uh, you know, it's the church in Poland uh, is very popular and uh, very much uh, infused into the uh, cultural and uh, social life of uh, everybody in, in, in families. Uh, So when I came to the U.S., you know, uh, it was a question, why am I Catholic? Why am I uh, doing anything? You know, and for uh, 20-some years of my life, it was just something that was simply given, not something that was uh, to be pondered on, not something that was to be a a decision. uh, Being part of the Catholic faith in the U.S. were... Uh, People ask on a regular basis a question, why are you Catholic? Why are you following Jesus when you have so many denominations and people who do not believe even? uh, I started to ponder this question and to reflect more on it. and It was nice to finally put it in the words of stewardship, what it means to be a, a faithful steward of Jesus Christ.
3: I think for me, along with what Father Mark said, it's it's, it's all about gift and gratitude. I just am so grateful
2: mm-hmm. for
3: what the Lord has given me. And I feel like there is so much to give and to receive, mm-hmm. you know, that it, it's just a joy-filled way to live, to live from this attitude of gratitude and, and abundance.
0: Mm-hmm. So. so where does that, doesn't that attitude of gratitude, really it comes out of our own personal relationship with the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the Lord leads us to generosity, because His whole life was about generosity. His saying yes to suffering and dying on the cross was a generous gift to Himself. No, Mm -hmm. and so if when we embrace this life of discipleship, as the Lord calls to us, it comes out of our baptismal call, um, then we're called to embrace that. You know, then that model that we see hanging on the cross becomes our model, and when we when we choose. To live that kind of a life, we're drawn into his generosity in a very in a very real way. But not just only his generosity, as we live that, we're drawn more deeply back into that relationship with him. No?
1: Yeah, and I think I mean the whole thing of use that cross as an example of, of stewardship that that Jesus you know gives himself on the cross uh, for our salvation, and um, and he willingly and freely says yes to the Father's will. But then I also think of who are the ones standing at the foot of the cross. What was Mary, uh, his mother, and Mary, in her own fiat, in her own yes, said, you know, in the season of Advent as we prepare for the coming of Christmas, you know, I am the handmaid of the Lord, let it be done according to to your will. And so Mary, through her yes, uh, brings forth the, the incarnate word, you know, into our lives and into our world. I think that's what happens in stewardship. When we say yes, like that of Mary, then Christ is over and over and over again born anew in our hearts, uh, and so we proclaim uh, that uh, His message uh, to all through the gift of stewardship, through the gift of our yes to the Lord.
2: It's a beautiful way because, especially for me, as I think of that, you know, it's the generosity, and and I think of a. Uh, Tradition, You know, as a kid, I was growing up and we would go for uh, uh, day trips from the school as kids and I would go to some of those old churches and looked at uh, different uh, phases of the life of the church, you know, different uh, architectural styles in one church sometimes and looked at those uh, different tombs in the church and uh, memorial plaques and, and I reflected and I thought about that a little bit, you know, what drove these people to make them so unique? What made them so passionate about the church that they gave so much to be recognized in that very special way, you know? And that, that tradition, that uh, longing to reflect on the question, where do I find myself in it, or what can I do today to reflect the same passion that these people have shared with me centuries before sometimes
1: that's a beautiful thing about our relationship with the lord and, and the passion it's contagious it is uh, you know when when you see people give and respond you know that ignites our heart to say wow i want what they have <laughs> it, it, you know
2: mm-hmm.
3: and i think of the root of mary's example too is trust mm-hmm. that's where it, it all begins with trust the right.
2: mm-hmm. trust and the generosity but before mm-hmm. Before we can be really generous, we have to be uh, able to trust. Mm -hmm. And how do I trust? You know, I I reflect, you know, God trusted so much already so as to love us beyond our own imagination even, our own ability uh, to comprehend. Mm -hmm. And that's the beauty of it. Now I'm invited to respond to the same grace. I'll be a fool if I would not even I'll take a little bit of a time and reflect on it.
3: And stewardship gives us really practical ways to mm-hmm. exercise that trust. I mean it's a practical spirituality. It's mm-hmm. it's I'm going to do very concrete things to show and to experience the graces that come from trusting and growing deeper in our relationship with Christ.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, oftentimes people when they hear the word stewardship, mm-hmm. what's the first thing that comes to their mind? Except dollar signs, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's just a misunderstanding to to connect stewardship, which is just with money. I think that diminishes really what the Lord is inviting us into. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of parishes, not you know even in this diocese, but not so much, we've tried to move away from that in some sense. but um, in, in in a lot of places around the country, you know people look at stewardship in the sense of time, talent, and treasure. So what are we doing with our time? How are we sharing that? You know, what do we, how are we sharing our talents with others and what's, how are we using the treasure that the Lord has given to us? And so, so, you know, people's concept is time, talents and treasure, and that's kind of been that way for, you know, for for many, 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 many years. Um, But I, I think sometimes when we look at that, then it becomes programmatic, I think. So in our diocese, as we engage this whole life of stewardship, we changed the focus to being, um, you know, hospitality, faith, and discipleship, right? It's living this generous hospitality you know, with a lively faith as dedicated disciples of Jesus. And that's kind of, that's really at the heart, the essence of being a, a, a good, a faithful steward, no?
1: I remember uh, when we kind of moved in this direction of... Uh, of stewardship a, a generous hospitality lively faith dedicated discipleship I was living at our lady of the Black Hills in Piedmont and uh, Monsignor O'Connell uh, uh, the dear one in, in our diocese uh, he kind of said well I'm, I'm, I'm glad you know um, that you're not moving away from that but you know time talent and treasure does not do so much for my heart but as I think about generous hospitality lively faith a dedicated discipleship that that excites me. There's something new uh, happening that you know from the words of, of Monsignor O'Connell. So I thought that when I heard that from him, I thought, yeah, we're we're, we're on <laughs> we're on the right path.
3: <laughs> it's a beautiful way to connect discipleship, stewardship, and evangelization to mm-hmm. the way we've done it in our diocese. It makes it so clear that those are all facets of living a life, you know, this Catholic way of life.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and you brought something very important, you know, that gives life to the stewardship in a new way now. Because if we start prioritizing it, you know, as uh, time, talent and treasure, we already count. One, two, three. That's all three things I can do or I should do. I have to do sometimes. So how much do I need to give of my time, of my uh, money? I don't have too much talent. I don't want to share them. Changing the whole perspective from the three aspects to it to a Catholic way of life, it forces me almost to see not what I have to do, but how do I find myself in my life, in my passion, in my love for Jesus? How do I find myself and what can I do to walk with Christ? And
3: what's he inviting me to? And
2: what's he inviting me to?
3: Not just checkbox
0: Catholicism. Check my time. check my talent, check my, my treasure. Correct. Done. <laughs> yeah. You know, the talks I've given on stewardship, not just in, in this diocese, but in other places. And, and I, I I share this in you know, in the pastoral um in the spiritual guide to diocese and the priority plan through him, with him and in him. I talk about that and sometimes I kinda get a strange look when I say this, like there should be no volunteers in a parish. <laughs> And people look at me, what, how could a parish not exist without volunteers? And, um, but it shouldn't, volunteers shouldn't exist, you know, uh, because volunteerism, at least in my mind is that we can choose to share our time and our talents and our treasure, or we can choose not to share them. We can choose to be engaged in, in, in the Christian life or we can choose not to be engaged mm-hmm. you know, with a volunteer, whatever you're volunteering for has a beginning and an end, right? So how does that different than stewardship?
3: I think in stewardship, we have this understanding that the parish is our family. I don't have any volunteers at my house, you know, I mean, I have kids and a spouse and we work together for the good of the family. And I think that's how the parish, you know,
2: that's what I would agree with that. And the other way I would look at that also is that we all have our own needs. Our prayers you know when we go to the Lord asking I need uh, your help to heal to be smarter to deal with the problem you know and I found this um, a very powerful tool you know when there is a need in a parish to achieve something to do something rather than going to the people and say you know um, this needs to be done I need you I will come to them and I say, I need your help to help me grow, to be stronger as a parish. I need your assistance um, in this little project we have or the work that needs to be done. I need your help. And every one of us wants to be kind to others. Every one of us wants to help. It's kind of natural law within us that when we see somebody in need, we want to do something. If it's a time, talent, and treasure, it's more like check off the box, and I'm done.
3: I did my fair share. I did my
2: share in a family as mm-hmm. you have brought it up. We don't do that. Mm-hmm. We look after each other to the best of our abilities, uh, and sometimes we could have a little bit of a squabbles, but quite often we will always look what helps us to be stronger. Mm-hmm.
3: And
1: I, I, you know, think of you know the. Part of the difference i think of volunteer and in stewardship I, I think it at least for me surrounds again that relationship with the lord the lord the, the lord calls us he invites us uh, into discipleship into mystery uh, into ministry and so when the lord calls there's a investment of our very life uh, into the things he's asking us to do and again it gets back to 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 mary too to to say yes to the Lord. Uh, a volunteer, like you said, uh, Bishop Cruz, you could always uh, say no, uh, but but with the Lord, you, you want to say yes to him because of, of your uh, relationship uh, with him and therefore, you know, the body of Christ. And so I think of stewardship, I think it's a real a call that comes from within us, from the Lord.
3: And trust is part of it too, right. because if we trust, do we really trust and believe That the Lord has given each parish every single gift that is needed for it to flourish and if we really believe that then if I step out like God's counting on me he's counting on my talents and my gifts and to make it all work and what what's going to happen if I step out
0: I think it comes back to being an intentional disciple of Jesus You know, that's, um, and that's the difference between volunteerism versus discipleship, you know, I can volunteer when I want to, but if I've been baptized, once I say yes to discipleship, then stewardship is an essential part of my life, whether I want it to be or not. I mean, it's it's there and that's what I'm called to, um, you know, so for the disciples, stewardship is not optional, but it's really mandated by the gospel. You know, for us to lay down, you know, you know to um, you know, Jesus says, if we, if if you wish to come after me, you have to deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow me every day. I mean, that's at the heart of discipleship. That's the heart. Of, that's at the heart of a faithful steward. Um, you no, know? but it comes out of our baptismal call. And sometimes I don't know that we always recognize that or acknowledge that, um,
3: or see it as gift. Yeah, it's a gift. To do it, it's not a burden.
0: And I
1: think one of the things that you constantly, Bishop, uh, call us to, is a deep and personal relationship with Christ in and through uh, the Holy Spirit. And uh, again, uh, Our Lady, uh, Our Mother Mary, the Holy Spirit came upon her. God, the Most High, overshadowed her. I think Paul, or Pope Leo XIII, called Mary the the spouse of the Holy Spirit, and. And in your document you, you quote uh, Disciples, a Stewardship Response uh, which says that um, um, when, when we, uh, stewardship is fundamentally the work of the Spirit in our lives. When we accept our lives as sheer gifts, the Spirit can use uh, us as apt instruments for spreading the gospel. Wherever the Spirit works, there is joy. Good stewards are always joyful bearers of the good news of salvation. And so to be a steward, uh, one has to have a lived relationship with the Holy Spirit. Even every Sunday we pray the the creed, I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who fills us with joy. Uh, And so we must be joyful bearers of the good news, which means that um, our confirmation every day, along with our baptism, is is alive.
0: It is. It is being alive in the Holy Spirit. And so when we... um, seek to live this life and that we should be praying for a new outpouring of the Holy Spirit in our lives personally every day. I mean, that should just be part of our daily, daily prayer, Lord, and may your spirit enliven my heart today so that I might be your apt instrument um, of, of the gospel in the world in which you have placed me. But when we seek to live this life in the Holy Spirit, then a life of stewardship just comes naturally. It just flows from a heart filled with the Lord. And, and really, and that's what it's all about. And that's why, you know, we have to keep praying for this every day because it, because there's so many things in our culture and there's so many things that, that we're confronted with every day that, um, you know, that want to diminish that call because when the, the call, when the call is diminished, so is the joy diminished.
1: Right. Huh? And I think that call, you know, I think even our society or culture seems to want to keep this in the confines of our own church, you know, but do whatever you want to do, do it in the walls of your church. But again, um, that we become apt instruments for spreading the gospel. So we're, stewardship is a call outward
2: that first begins inward, you know, in our hearts. Another great aspect to it is uh, uh, it has to happen. Something that has to happen is, I believe, is the idea of relinquishing the control. Mm. you know and I think that sometimes the time and talent treasure helps us to keep the control mm-hmm. of our lives of, of the things that are happening and Bishop said beautifully we need to trust in the Holy Spirit but that means I have to let somebody else to be in control mm-hmm. and when we live in a uh, daily routines of constant control from that moment the uh, alarm clocks rings out you know to the time when we go to bed because our physical body will simply tell us it's time to go to sleep. You know, we live in a control. When it comes to the grace of God, it's an invitation uh, to be free, to be used by the Lord, Mm -hmm. to be a tool in the hand of God. Mm -hmm. And if He sees it worthy, then we will use our time, or talent, our abilities, our skills. Mm -hmm. But before we can do that, we have to let go of that control and be open. Lord, here am mm-hmm. I, I'm ready to listen to you. Speak, mm-hmm. you know, and then be patient with that. And beautiful things happen when we do that because then we can truly live a Catholic way of life when we trust the Lord, utilize our own abilities and serve each other.
3: Mm-hmm. Like Father Jacques Philippe says, it's really freedom. It's the freedom to receive everything freely Mm -hmm. and the freedom to give everything freely. Mm -hmm. It's a life of freedom.
2: It is a beautiful life, but it's a very challenging too. Mm Nobody is asking us to totally relinquish our own identity. More than that, it helps me to find myself. Who am I today? Yesterday I was a little bit different. Tomorrow I'll probably be different. But who am I today and how I can respond to the call of a discipleship and live in the Spirit, that helps me today. Mm-hmm.
3: And today you're a gift.
2: And today we are the gift, we are. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, one of the goals of the priority plan was for really stewardship. Every parish in the diocese to become a, a really a true stewardship parish, where all the prisoners are practicing practicing this life of stewardship, where the parish itself is living out this call um, to stewardship and um, I know there's, there's some parishes on the way to being named as uh, stewardship parishes in the diocese, there's a few out there, but Father Andre, your parish has already been recognized as one of the, the you were the first stewardship parish to be recognized um, by the diocese. And How did that all come about?
2: Now, I was blessed with uh, a previous pastor who had uh, the passion for the future of the parish. And so with the leadership, uh, Bishop Stephen Legal right now, uh, he already put in place some of the goals, long-range goals, you know. And we just talked about relinquishing the control. And some of the first aspects of the uh, stewardship parish is to establish goals with some planning ahead. And. What do we want to do and who we are, how we want to achieve that? And so, let me, let me
0: interject just a middle and, 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 and just, I'll, I'll let you finish. With, so, stewardship is, you talked about it being planned, right? It just yes. has to be planned, and not just personally in our lives, right. but stewardship is planned giving. Yeah. And it doesn't leave giving to chance, as I write in this pastoral plan. You know, it challenges us to prioritize, plan and prioritize our lives. And so that's the same thing that was done in your parish. Mm-hmm. Right? And
3: Bishop Gerber, the former Bishop of Wichita said, the beauty of stewardship is it gives you standards for excellence.
2: And, and that's what it is. The planning here is not a, it's not a, to be understood as a way of measuring my fails or my successes. The planning is necessary to help us to find ourselves in a a way of the Catholic way of life, in this time when we are listening to the Spirit and how we respond. It helps us in very limited ways almost, I would say, of this earthly life to help us to find, okay, where are we at as the, the stewards, you know, and where we want to be at as stewards, as disciples, as the time goes
0: on. Did you find resistance from your people?
2: Uh, they are still resistant. <laughs> <laughs> people are still resisting and, and arguing and, and to find new people to participate, you know, we, because...
0: Uh, Why would people want to resist something that leads them to a deeper life in Jesus? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, we talked about, uh, you know, control, control, you know. What else uh, is Father going to ask me for? You know, I don't have time for this. I don't have means. I've done it so many years. Why should I do it anymore? And you're still kind of working on that with... Uh, so Piedmont, as I understand
1: it, Our Lady of the Black Hills was, uh, um, you know, given the title of a foundational parish and now a, genera, uh, a general hospitable, 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 hospitable parish. Mm-hmm. And Now you're moving towards a lively faith, lively faith parish, which in the end would be a stewardship mm-hmm. parish So you're still... On, on that road, right?
2: We, we are, and we, we continue, and hopefully with the grace of God and leadership from the diocese, we'll be able to find new ways. But the beauty of it is, we are comfortable now with planning. Mm-hmm. We're comfortable with setting up the goals. Mm-hmm. We are comfortable with the ideas. Some of them we have achieved, and some of them we'll have to keep working a little bit more on, mm-hmm. you know? But to ask ourselves a question, you know, how is the stranger welcomed in our parish? How do we share the mercy of the Father that is in our mission with those we encounter? Mm-hmm. And that becomes our opportunity, not our challenge, but an opportunity to serve the Lord and serve each other.
3: And what I see in your parish is an openness to ask the question that they're not defensive. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they want to grow and they want to look honestly at their strengths and their weaknesses, and they trust, right? They trust that this process is really leading them to a deeper life. And so there's openness and a willingness to discuss, and that's the beautiful thing. And the
2: most beautiful important thing to remember, this is not a program, as Father Mark would say. Mm-hmm. So this doesn't have the beginning or the end. No. This is the way of life. Just as we are invited to live in Christ, we are inviting Christ to live with
0: us. You're right. It's not a program and it it is a way of life and it's a way of life to all the baptized. It's just having for us personally and as a community to say, yes, I want to live this way of life. Mm -hmm. And how have you, I know we're running out of time here, but how how have you seen it impacting the faith life of your parish?
2: The question, you know, recently, you know, with the sad aspect as it is, the challenges that we face in the church today the beauty of it is that as much as the people sometimes have questions they are able now to separate uh, the uh, the response of the as an organization to my faith to our faith uh, in Christ to see the faith of Christ being always the same 2000 years ago as it is today
3: so what i hear you saying is they're more firmly rooted in jesus
2: definitely those who put some effort to it and put some trust and uh, listen to the Spirit, definitively they come out of it much stronger in their faith. With more questions, but much stronger in the love for Christ. E- even in your parish, being a
1: stewardship parish, but you also have a great emphasis on vocations. We,
2: we try that. It comes as part of it. But it becomes as part of it. It's, it's all connected. It's all connected. It's all connected. The, the disciple is not learning by himself. The disciple needs to have the master. Our master is Christ. And Christ is also helping us to set up the leadership in our communities as well. Mm-hmm. And that comes through vocations. The way we respond to call of Christ in our life.
0: Well, My dear friends, we're running out of time, but I wanted to just kind of, with the little time that we have left, um, you know, with every one of these core values, there are behaviors which exemplify the core value. And so I just, like a parting thought from all of you, what would be a core value, um, or what would be some of the behaviors which exemplify for you this core value of stewardship?
3: I think one for me in in my own personal life is intentionality. It's how intentional am I? uh, How do I spend my day? How do I prioritize my life? Am I just being tossed by the winds of the culture or am I making intentional decisions to follow Christ? And a steward makes intentional decisions.
2: And a true disciple really follows the master. Mm -hmm. And if we follow the master, there is nothing we need to be fearful of. So the authenticity of our faith uh, is uh, at the heart of, of our life as well.
1: I think one of the graces I've been uh, uh, given as vocation director is that I, I get to visit our seminarians um, once in the fall and once in the spring. I, I, I go to the seminary, I sit down with the rector and vice rector, their formators, to see you know where they're really doing well and where they need to, um, um, move it up a bit. And then this past uh, uh, fall I was visiting with, with Adam Johnson. And one of the characteristics or behaviors of stewardship is that we will strengthen our faith through formation and study. This year our diocese is going to do the whole year of the Eucharist. And just my conversation with, with Adam Johnson, he was saying, "You know, I've been reading this book by Dr. Feingold, uh, who teaches at Kendrick Glenn, and he wrote a book on the Eucharist. And he says you know the way he explains the eucharist it's just making a lot of sense to me and i'm just loving it so uh, of course i'm kind of compulsive at times so i went out and bought the book right away uh, on the <laughs> eucharist and been kind of looking at it and then you know three weeks later i was in Kendrick glennon and then our other seminary, josh lee invited me to one of dr feingold's classes and just to see his passion and his excitement about the faith about theology about the Eucharist and so to me that's one of the characteristics is that we are lifelong learners we're always called to study uh, the faith grow in our relationship with Christ I think through the power of the Holy Spirit that en- enlivens our-, our thirst to know uh, the faith in-, in a deeper way so I- again I think of, of, of faith uh, formation and study is one of the key aspects of stewardship and again that was brought home Again, just by praying and being with
0: our seminarians this fall. Great. Well, panel, thank you. It's been a delight having you with me uh, today for this little conversation on stewardship. So let's um, close with a prayer. Glory be to the Father, and to to the the Son, and to the the Holy Spirit, Spirit, as as it it was was in the beginning, is now, and and ever shall be, be, world without without end. end. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. And And with your your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Go now in the peace of Christ. Thanks, Thanks be, to be to God. God.